Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. Monday through Friday, we are your place for all the information, angles, and best bets you need for the night's NBA action. The playoffs continue on. We've got two games going tonight of the other six series. Uh, one is done, the Sixers 4-0 sweep in the book. As we look at the other five series here, we've got the Suns up 3-1. Um, the Knicks taking control there 3-1. Warriors-Kings 2-2. The Celtics taking control 3-1. Denver taking control 3-1. So you look at those four series that are kind of at 3-1. Again, Denver, Boston, Phoenix, um, Denver, Boston, Phoenix, and New York. You know, Chris, as you look at those four series, do you think they're over again? Three one, a pretty insurmountable lead. But um, should we just kind of pencil all four of those teams into the next round? I think so, except for the Cavaliers and Knicks. I mean, I, I do think the Knicks are going to win that series, but you know, obviously important to note that it is going back to Cleveland. So advantage Cleveland in a very desperate spot, and what I believe is tomorrow's game. Um, where's it Wednesday? That's Wednesday's game, so they get a few days off. But um, that one I could see going all seven games. The other one, you know, Suns-Clippers is over. I mean, that's heading back to Phoenix. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose the momentum that they have. You know, Boston certainly stole Atlanta's soul last night. Atlanta is fighting really hard, though. you got to give them credit. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, Boston's just a way better team. So I think most of these series is over. But Cavs and Knicks, Alex, that's, that's a feisty one, and I think it's going to continue to be feisty. A feisty, a nice word for really ugly. Those games have just been brutal. Not even a game close to 200. It feels like we're back to early 90s basketball. Uh, Ski, I know you've probably been locked in on the Lakers a little bit. We'll talk about them shortly. But again, can you see any of those teams maybe making a comeback in their series? Uh, you know, if not, um, you know, what do you think of that Warriors King series? I mean, is this just um, business as usual? It's not a series until somebody wins on the road, or have the Warriors kind of taken over? Yeah, business as usual, for sure. Not a series until somebody wins on the road. But like I always say, Warriors, uh, I, I'll back them, you know, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, really, um, to protect their home court. And I think in this series, they're more likely to win on the road. So I think the Warriors win that series. I've been saying that since they were down 0-2. I said it before the series. I still feel that way. And as far as the Knicks and Cavaliers, just how disappointing are the Cavaliers, man? Um, Donovan Mitchell doesn't have a real good, I mean, in the bubble, I guess he was good in that series versus Jamal Murray. But other than that, I guess not really the greatest playoff track record. And he just keeps firing. I feel like they should have played through Garland a little bit more. I feel like, you know, you were getting good things whenever he had the ball. Whenever Donovan Mitchell had it, it was like rushed, bad shots. And I just wasn't liking what I was seeing from them. So, yes, they're much better at home. I agree with Chris. It's a desperate spot because they, they lose. Obviously, the series is over. But it, teams don't come back from down one to three often in the NBA. So I think that one is wrapped up as well. Yeah, Cleveland teaching us the value of those sixth, seventh, and eighth men. You know, everybody thinks of the five guys on the floor, but uh, oh, they have what maybe four and a half guys they trust. You'd maybe count Levert as half a player, basically in that regard. Um, asking a lot from a guy like Seti Osmond, who really hasn't been able to do anything. Danny Green has has been really rough in this series. Okoro has good moments, but a lot more bad moments than good. I mean, and Mobley looks a little bit scared here. So maybe kind of a first postseason jitters here a bit for the Cavaliers, but a really fun weekend. Of basketball here let's jump into tonight's two games before we do let's take a look at our record again the team doing really well the last about two months at this point well over 500 424 and 
397 over a very long series. Chris continues to lead the way, although Josh trying to sneak up a little bit here. A great season for everybody. Let's jump into tonight's games, and we'll get started with a very interesting series. The Milwaukee Bucks in Miami tonight for Game 4. The Heat leading the series 2-1 to one, thanks to some fantastic shooting. The Heat shoot 55% from the field in the series, 50% from 3. They are 7-point underdogs tonight. The total is at 218.5, and this market's still firming up a little bit. Giannis was questionable this morning. He was announced in. Basically, at that point, the Bucks went from about 4.5-point favorites to what you see now, 7, seeing some 7.5s. My guess is we probably settle right around that 7.5 and, and maybe a total of 218. Uh, should be a really fascinating game tonight. Uh, I'm going to take an angle here, basically. I'm going against the Miami Heat. And maybe I should wait another game and try to fade this uh, you know, hot shooting on the road as opposed to at home. But I think with Giannis back here, we're going to firm up the defense a lot for Milwaukee. And um, they're finally going to start to feel the pain of no Tyler Hero and now no Victor Oladipo. Um, just a really rough season for the Miami Heat from an injury perspective. And again, you know, maybe they shoot 50% from three again on this really high volume or 55% from the field. And uh, they put up a really big number, but I just can't see it. I'm going to take a Heat team total under tonight, 106. I think we see the pace continue to be slow. And again, efficiency just to get back to, honestly, even just average. And this 106 is too high. But uh, if we have a little regression there for Heat, it's going to be tough. Um, I know both of you guys have some angles here on the Bucks. I'll start with you, Chris. What do you think about Milwaukee here and what is effectively a must-win game? Yeah, must-win game, and I would still lean uh, towards the Milwaukee side, even on the road at minus seven. You know, we saw that number rise this morning around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's because everyone knows at this point that Giannis is on track to play. So definitely worth at least one and a half to two points of line value. I grabbed it at five and a half, so um, I'm not going to take seven on this show, but there are still a few bets that I like for this game. You know, we've seen the Bucks when they are in this position, especially getting some vengeance, some redemption. Uh, they usually put up a ton of points. And in fact, in the final month of the NBA season or so, 18 of their last 22 games went over 112 points. I know that Heat defense can be pretty good, but when Milwaukee is doing what they usually do, and now especially with Giannis back, who you know brings 32 points and 12 rebounds and six assists back onto the team, I think they're going to have a lot of offensive success tonight. So I'm going over the team total of 112 and a half. And the Bucks are the highest scoring first quarter team in the NBA, 30 and a half points. We know that when they usually have to turn around and respond after a bad game, they take it to the team right away, very fast pace and aggressive offense. So I'm going to take them in the first quarter as well, to start this game off hot. And I think they're going to be in, in charge of most of this game. I'd be surprised if the Heat were even able to hang around. You know, the, again, this is a Bucks team that has been elite uh, since the All-Star break, very consistent, and I expect them to show it tonight. Yeah, again, does seem like a good bounce-back spot. Giannis back on the floor. Not sure kind of what your question you're asking there, Mr. Meyer, down there in the chat. Um, you know, if Miami is going to win, you would think maybe it's an under, but it's been a dead-nut-over series pretty much the whole way. Scoring has been nuts here. Ski, you think the Bucks are going to put up a big point total as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm looking at a couple of different things here, and I like what was said by you guys, but um, looking at when Giannis returns after missing two previous games, and I looked at the number I got for myself, you know, I, I put this in earlier, it was 112, so that's what all my stats are going to say. But when Giannis returns after missing two previous games and a team total is, or for a team total at 112, they're 8 2 and 1 to the over. And for the Bucks, when they're favored off of a loss, um, and looking at the 112 number, they're 18 and two to the over. And the times that it didn't hit, 
Um, I feel like all of them were when Milwaukee lost outright, and it's just really hard to see them losing this game uh, because if they lose this game, the series is pretty much over. 1-3 is a death sentence in the NBA, so I think you get max effort from them. You look at the last, what, five meetings for these teams, I think at that 112 number is 3-1-1 to the over, and I excluded the two previous meetings because they were without Giannis, and I was pretty sure he was going to play in this game. So uh, I think you get another high-scoring affair, mostly from the Bucks side. I did consider Alex play as well, um, but I just chose the Bucks. That's who I trust the most in this situation, and hopefully they play a little bit of defense for you too, noobs. That would be nice. I'd appreciate it. But, yeah, I like that angle. The Bucks team total over looks really nice. 117 in game one, 138 in game two, and just 99 points. But the pace really dropped out there in that third game, as well as did the shooting. So, with Giannis back, I think they'll be in good shape. So, got a little bit of value there. A lot of bets for us here in this first game. Two for Chris. Chris likes the Bucks. First quarter, um, minus two, and the team total there over 112 and a half. I like the Heat team total under 106, and the Bucks team total over 112 and a half for Ski as well. Let's jump into the next series and jump any question, dump any questions you've got there in the chat. We'll get to them in the next segment. But the Memphis Grizzlies, and again, what feels like a must-win game for them. Um, down two games to one. The Lakers, four and a half point favorites here. The total at 221 and a half. And, you know, Ski, I know things really aren't this simple, but it seems to be the Lakers win when John Morant plays and they lose when he doesn't. So Lakers win easy here, right? I don't know that it's going to be so easy. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to knock John Morant like that because he's a really good player. I know a lot of people, um, you know, like to think or like to say that, oh, the Grizzlies are better when he's out. But that's just not the case. Um, you can see how easily he was scoring at the end of that game trying to will his team to a win. So this is not a game that I have action on yet. But I feel like, one with the total, just how they were playing in that second half. Um, a lot of up and down. I think that pace continues. Uh, I've heard both teams kind of say, or I've heard the Lakers say, like, if Ja gets in that zone, there's nothing you can really do to stop great players when they're like that. And on the other side, um, I see the Lakers return and serve too. So I think the pace will be there. I think they can get up and over the what, 221 and a half or 222 number. And as far as the side, I've been having success in the playoffs because I've been trying to back the, the spot and the motivation for these teams. And this should be a, a game where Memphis tries to respond. Like they have to come out after they got whooped in that first quarter. The emphasis should be to come out, you know, early and strong in the game. And they're the best first quarter team in the league anyway. So I think they're more than capable. You're getting plus one and a half with them. I think they can be winning after the first. Do I think they win the game? They can, but I, I would, you know, the way I prefer to play this one, if I'm betting pregame um, and live, I would take Grizzlies first quarter and then, you know, just watching the game and, and just looking for a spot to get the Lakers at a better price on the money line. So a lot of different ways I uh, think to make some money here. I just haven't placed a bet yet. And do you think John Morant and Darius Garland are the same person? I love this question. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know that I have to say much more, but no. <laughs> No, it's much different there. I mean, if you look at this, really, where Memphis has struggled, it's been the second unit. The bench averaging just 20 points a game through these first few games, just 12 points in one game there. And there's got to find somebody else to start scoring the basketball there. You know, whether it be Tyus Jones, Kennard needs to have a game where he has like four or five threes or, or puts up at least nine or ten or something like that. Aldama needs to do something. They've got to find some way to get some more scoring here because those guys in the starting unit have just really struggled. And the Lakers are just kind of chugging along here. But... 
Chris, there was a, one thing that Ski said there that stuck out to me about Memphis starting this game hot, and I think you agree. I absolutely agree, and I think this is going to be one of these series, right? It's just going to teeter-totter, go back and forth. And what did we see from the Lakers, right? After they were limited in game two to only 19 points in the first quarter, 44 points in the first half, it was the Lakers that come out at home. Perfect setup for them, obviously, even even more so with LeBron James. Probably a little low-key, you know, uh, angry and, uh, you know, fired up to get, to get back after Dylan Brooks and all the nonsense going on there, even though he wouldn't admit it. I'm sure that was a motivator. For him, and you know, Lakers start off 35-9 to in that first quarter. That game felt like it was over from the first quarter, too. The Grizzlies cannot let that happen again, obviously. And what we saw from the Grizzlies in game two was they can really, really lock down on that defense. Uh, they can really pressure scores, right? Just not a lot of three-point shots dropping in for L.A. in that game, too. And we saw Anthony Davis kind of fall off the map, right? Life was a little more difficult for him. We also saw somebody like Tillman, to your point, Alex, step up. I think he put up 22 or 23 in that game. Memphis is going to need some other guys. Really like the stat that you mentioned about 20, the uh, 20 bench points because that 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 is becoming something that's true for them. And this is what I consider a pretty deep team. But the Lakers have more depth now. That's a that's a much better roster. So it's going to depend on that second unit, especially in the second quarter, and see how they can come in and handle things. But I think Memphis gets it done early. They were the best first half team ATS in the NBA all season. And I think they take care of business. We get them at plus two in the first half, and they could be winning. So I like that value. Yeah, that does seem like a nice number. JJ in the chat likes Memphis straight up tonight. Chris is going to take him in the first half there. Plus two points. Again, should start well, need to start well. I really can't go back to Memphis here. Down three to one in that series. So just the one official bet for me there. Um, but Ski and Chris again. Both support Memphis there in the first half. It'll be an official play for Chris. Um, I don't see any questions here in the chat. Does nobody have any questions? Or do we I have a question. Show? Go ahead. Um, listening to everybody talk about that Memphis-Lakers game, you know, I like a little bit more of the first quarter, and I hear Noob saying that, and I agree with it, that the Lakers are deeper than the Grizzlies right now, especially with the injuries that they have piled up. So my thought process is, the starters, John Moran especially, are going to play majority of that first quarter. Um, where the Lakers should have an advantage is starting in that second quarter, and you know, the more the game goes on. Any opinion on that? Now that makes a lot of sense. I think that if you're going to go with that first half look, you got to stack the first quarter as well. Because, like you said, Ski, I mean, the way they've been running those lineups, I need to pull up. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, there's a NBA website called Popcorn Machine where you can see all the lineups and kind of how long everybody played and when they did. It's a really incredible visual. But um, I have to go back and look at that. But I think you know the starters basically Bain and Morant play the first like ten minutes of the first quarter, right? So you should have a huge advantage for that that point. So maybe look at first quarter, or maybe um you know if you have the option like first to 25 stuff like that some of those derivatives might be interesting chris what do you think are you gonna stack on any first quarter or any goofy stuff like that yeah i definitely lean first quarter as well and you know maybe i should take it um also i just you know the home court advantage for the lakers that always scares me a little bit at the very start of these games right i mean if they can get on a little roll they can go up pretty quick at home so i just want to give the grizzlies a little a little more time i guess uh to stay in this game even though i do expect them to come out and be the aggressors I mean, there's not like it's not a mistake that they were the best first half ATS team in the NBA this season. The way that they moved around their rotation and just handled the first two quarters, they they get ahead of teams and they play suffocating defense. We didn't see them do any of that in that last game. So I, I trust them in the first quarter too. I guess just a little more value for me in the first half. 
Hey, let's get into some Q&A here. A few things just popped up. Thanks, everybody. And I'll just continue the Lakers-Grizzlies discussion here. Now, JJ, I would assume that you meant Grizzlies plus four and a half. Um, because if you meant plus 14 and a half, no. You should never buy 10 points in an NBA game. I don't care how big of a number it is. It's just not worth it. Uh, you're going to hate yourself if the Lakers are up by double digits in the third quarter and the Grizzlies just pack it up and all of a sudden you've lost some sort of minus 600 ticket. But, you know, again, you guys like Memphis in the first half. Um, do you think they can cover that four and a half for the full game, Ski? Um, can they? Yes. <clears throat> do I think they will? No. Grizzlies as a road dog so far this season, they have not won a game. And I want to say they're like 2-14 and 14 against the spread. They're losing by double digits per game. So um, I, I get it's a desperation spot. They, they can, but I would not put my money on it. Yeah, I think part of the reason we've been surprised that the Lakers starts is when you get to this postseason, LeBron is generally a second-half guy. The fourth quarter is when he sort of he saves up his energy for the whole game. That's when he starts to exert his influence over the game. He's great at drawing free throws and things like that. So the end game really plays into the Lakers. But, again, Chris, you seem confident in Memphis tonight. Do you think they can keep it within a bucket? I think they can. I would lean Memphis aside, too, but Ski kind of – took exactly what I was going to say. They, I mean, they have been in a, a really bad away underdog, the worst ATS team in the NBA. Uh, they've just been a bad away team also against the spread. So I just, I don't really trust it. Four and a half is right there in that two to three possession area too, where, you know, it gets a little murky. Uh, a team could just take control in the final minute, right? And they could cover that line. Um, so uh, I, I'd rather go early in these games. And to your point, Alex, great point that I meant to make before too. Lakers are known to start a lot of games a little slow. And that the way that LeBron started that last game was for a reason, right? He was all amped up, um, you know, because of the Dylan Brooks thing. But typically, you know, he kind of eases into it, like you said. So I think the Lakers could catch the Grizzlies late, kind of like Lakers money line, Grizzlies cover, but just both leans at this point. Another question about this game here. Mr. Meyer asked, you know, what do we think of Anthony Davis's block prop and LeBron James steel prop? He wrote three and a half in here. Is, is this a combo prop ski? I mean, do, do you look at steals and blocks? I'm trying to find that number now. I, I can't imagine they would hang just three and a half block shots for Anthony Davis or let me scoot down here. I just found it like, in front of me. I feel like he he averages, I feel like, five blocks so far this postseason. So, Actually, yeah, it's three and a half, like plus one forty. I mean, the two is is pr the three is pretty juicy there. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think of Davis's Bach prop? You know, maybe LeBron steals. I think LeBron steals is right around two. Did you get a chance to look at either one of those? I'm not playing LeBron steals just because I don't view LeBron as a defensive guy. You know, if you guys looking at numbers and you see an edge there, you know, go go for it. But I'm not betting LeBron in defensive categories. Anthony Davis, he's going to be the guy protecting the rim. Grizzlies like to live in the paint. It makes sense why he's averaging five blocks so far this series um, or, or somewhere around that number. So was it three and a half for tonight? I think that looked yeah. like a pretty solid wager. Yeah, it does seem kind of interesting. Again, I was surprised it was so high. But again, like you said, looking at his game log, he's had four or five a handful of times here. Yeah, and the LeBron number, I'm looking at over one and a half steals plus 150, something like that. Chris, any thoughts on these two props? Yeah, no, just that I kind of like the under in this game, too. That's uh, another lean of mine. So I like these props as well. I think... This is just going to be a test of your game, uh, an even more physical game. And, yeah, like you said, Alex, the Grizzlies live in the front court, uh, and they should be attacking it early and often. So the opportunities for a very athletic Anthony Davis to keep getting his blocks are, are there. So I like that, especially for plus money. 
Yeah, Moises asked, we'll switch over to the Bucks game here. Um, you know, we like Grizzlies first half. What do we think of Bucks first half tonight, especially that team total? Um, you know, Chris, I think you sort of talked about that a little bit. You expect the Bucks to come out hot. <laughs> what do you think of the first half team total over there? Again, the full game's 112, so I assume the first half is probably in the range of 58, 57. Let me see if I could double check that number. But what do you think, Chris? Yeah, that sounds about right, and I would absolutely lean in that direction as well. You know, the the only thing that made me – want to take full game there, even though I did take first quarter. But as far as the points go, is Giannis hasn't played for two games, right? So uh, you know, usually when it comes back, it's as fluid as ever. But this is a Miami Heat, pretty good defense when they're at home in the playoffs, at least. They seem to play even you know stingier than usual because they weren't very good to end the regular season. Uh, so you know maybe it takes full game for the Bucs to come along in, in rhythm with Giannis back. But I, of course, lean to the over in the first half as well. Actually, it's only about 55 and a half, 56 there. So what do you think about a Bucks team total over in the first half, Ski? I have no reason to, to not like it. I mean, I think they come out fired up from the jump. I don't think it's a situation where they're, you know, um, satisfied or, or, you know, this is a desperation spot. So I think it's early and often for the Bucks. I just chose the full game team total, but can't talk you off the first half. Yeah, and if we like a lot of points to the Bucks tonight, what do we think about Middleton and Drew Holiday? Um, Mitch asked us here, the Middleton points total 19.5, the Drew Holiday total 17.5. Now, Giannis is back, so there's going to be a little bit more spreading the ball around, but um, what do you think of both of those numbers, Ski? Um, I think Chris Middleton has had, or, you know, cleared that prop number that we're looking at more times than Drew Holiday so far this series. So for that reason, I'll just go with Chris Middleton. Yeah, it seems like Middleton's touches are a little more consistent, whether Giannis is in or out. Chris, what do you think of both of those numbers? Yeah, I always say, you know, the Bucks are one of those teams where the number two and number three or, or number 2A and 2B are very clearly Middleton and Drew Holiday, right? So if you took both of those props on a nightly basis, you're probably always going to hit one. Long-term, 50% stinks, but many nights you'll probably hit both. So uh, that's I don't, I, don't th- I don't think either are a bad look. Yeah. Great questions, everybody. And thanks again for everybody who asked about props, putting the numbers in. That always helps us a ton. Um, Lots of good stuff there. Lots of leans, little extra sort of free bets there. And that's why you listen. Let's get into our best bets, though. And if you're looking for a place to bet them, of course, go to betustv.com slash join. Great sign-up bonus offers there. Three bets for Chris. He likes the Bucs team total over 112.5 and and the Bucs first quarter minus two. He also has the Grizzlies first half plus two points. I'll take a Heat team total under 106. And Ski also likes the Bucks team total over 112.5. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We really appreciate it. We'd love a thumbs up, a comment down there at the bottom. What do you think Chris should put on his black hat? There's a lot of space there. Maybe if you put something funny in the comments, we can convince him to put it on his hat. Um, make sure you follow the show on Twitter as well as Chris at Farley Bet, Ski at Ski Profit, and myself at underscore noobs. Best of luck tonight, everybody. The boys will be back tomorrow with more fun.